Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Have you ever heard of what the Bible calls the fourth watch? I was reading the other day uh, in Matthew chapter 14, the story of Jesus going up to a mountain to pray. And I noticed in my ESV, in the footnotes of the fourth watch, it said uh, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. I just wanted to read that real quick. It says, uh, Matthew 14, verse 23 and 25. uh, When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, there he was alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea and tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. I wanted to share some more about the fourth watch, the 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. night watch. Uh, It's an amazing time to look into uh, just in the scriptures, but also in a, I'm going to share some modern day examples of some unique activities and encounters with God during that time period. Uh, first, I wanted to kind of give some background information uh, regarding the fourth watch and early morning prayer, seeking the Lord early in the morning. Uh, I found some very helpful context from evangelist and Bible teacher Perry Stone. So I wanted to share just a, a brief story from him. Then I'm going to get into some scriptures and also uh, just the, some modern day examples of people that encountered God in the fourth watch. So take a look at this. Uh, This is from Perry Stone. Uh, He's talking about a uh, a night when he visited uh, the Western Wall in Jerusalem. He met some rabbis there. So here's his his personal story. It was a chilly November night in 1988 when I was welcomed into the personal office of a chief Jewish rabbi near the famed Western Wall in Jerusalem. I asked him, the rabbi, why each night at midnight he came to his office to pray until the sun rose each morning. He explained to me about a Jewish mystical belief that God's presence visits the earth in a unique manner each morning about two hours before sunrise. Those who were up and praying at that time would receive a divine inspiration, strength, revelation, or would sense the presence of the Almighty in their midst. Needless to say, this was a new theory for me, but after what I began to research more, some of the interesting passages from the New Testament saw a correlation to what the older rabbi believed. He's talking about Jesus. If you look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 23 through 26, it talks about Jesus walking uh, on water and he was praying at night alone during the fourth watch. Mark chapter 6 also talks about Jesus praying during the fourth watch. Uh, during many of my years of ministry, I observed that it was common for me to wake exactly at three o'clock in the morning. And during his travels, he'd often ask uh, the audience, you know, raise your hand if you wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. And, and he says, you know, how, ma- how many of you often wake up at three o'clock in the morning? Up to, at sometimes 90% of the congregation would raise their hands. So uh, just something unique about this is, you know, why were they up so late at night and remain awake until sunrise studying and praying? Well, the rabbi explained to him the mystical belief that God visited the earth several hours before sunrise. And this is, 
I believe that they base this on just several scriptures uh, and the patriarchs like Abraham rising early in the morning. But also if you look at uh, Job chapter 7 and Job chapter 8, uh, there's different scriptures in there regarding God visiting the earth, visiting man every morning. And if you seek God early in the morning, he will answer you. Uh, also the life of David, there's many. There's a couple of Psalms that say like Psalm 63, early will I seek you. So there's a tradition in scripture, but there's also, they're talking about the Jewish tradition here. Um, he told me of a strong Jewish tradition stating that several hours before the sun rises, God restrains the presence of evil and visits the earth with his divine presence. The time frame begins about three in the morning and continues to just about sunrise. In the days of the temple, the time of the morning tamid offerings range from 3.45 a.m. to about 5 a.m., which was before sunrise and during the fourth watch of the night. So this is just super interesting. I like that uh, some of the rabbis pointed out that they believe just four different things would happen, but you would receive a divine inspiration, a strength, or you know, a strengthening his peace, uh, revelations, or would sense the presence of the Almighty, the presence of the Lord. So I believe that these are actually like the inheritance of, of people that seek the Lord early in the morning, they will find him. They search with him with their whole heart. Uh, so the I wanted to kind of go into some modern day examples of, of people uh, experiencing uh, God in the night and during the fourth watch. Uh, the first person I want to share about is actually my dad. Uh, I grew up with stories of hearing about different dreams, uh, prophetic dreams, different different strange in encounters in the night that my dad would have and tell me about. And they usually happen sometime between 3 a.m. and and four, usually 4 a.m., actually that 3 to 4 a.m., but that was during the fourth watch. So here's some examples. Uh, one time, uh, several times my dad would experience uh, between 3 a.m. and and 4 a.m. Uh, just extreme encounters with the Holy Spirit where he would feel his power where the Lord would visit my dad with just his presence flowing through his body, feeling electricity, feeling currents of his power going through him. There was another time uh, my dad was awakened around that 3 a.m. during the fourth watch and a blue angel appeared in the room. It had like four different wings and it was just like floating, woo, <laughs> kind of creepy, right? Floating in the room and then it just disappeared and it Remember, like my dad saying, it just—it was like a light blue. It was like a bluish tint glowing in the room, and it, you know, obviously that freaks you out. Fear of the Lord. Another time was uh, during three a.m. Uh, my dad was awakened, and he found himself having an out of body, out of body experience. He was actually floating. The Lord picked him up and uh, was taking him around the room. Actually, uh, so yeah, my dad's had many different crazy encounters. Very interesting. Something that I've been fascinated with since I was younger of hearing some of the stories and the encounters uh, during that time with the Lord. Uh, another example is if you look at uh, Mike Bickle's life, you can study his life in, uh, in the prophetic history. He tells of a time in uh, August 1984 that he had a visitation where basically there's this prophetic guy uh, named Augustine that called him, up, called him up on the phone and said, tonight you're going to have an encounter with the Lord. <laughs> Like you're gonna, you're gonna have a direct encounter with the Lord, and this is uh, the encounter. If you if you've heard the prophetic history before, it's when he says, "Young man, 
you must be patient. It basically says, don't quit, don't quit. That's basically the meaning of it. But it's when actually, so at 2.15 a.m., now this is, I realized for this video, it, I'm talking, it's, it happened a little bit before uh, technically 3 a.m., but it's still, you know, during the night watch, I wanna emphasize, Mike had a, his heavenly encounter. He, he says it's the most radical encounter he's had and he's had a, ever since that. Basically, he was taken out of his body through the heavens, through the actual atmosphere into heaven. And he was in this room full of like clouds and the Lord's like basically very sternly saying, you must be patient, young man. Uh, you can go and listen to that in the prophetic history. I believe it's session two. If you uh, go to mikebickle.org and search prophetic history, uh, check it out. He'll tell more about the chariots and, and the room with clouds. But that, I just want to point out that that encounter that Mike had, his most intense encounter happened uh, during the night watches, so it's pretty cool. Uh, another person I want to highlight, modern day example, is Bob Jones. Now, Bob Jones is known as a great prophetic ministry, great uh, a true friend of Jesus, first, first of all. But I was listening to an interview that he had with, with Wesley Campbell in the early 2000s, and basically, Wesley was asking him, you know, after your life and death encounter, Bob, you had many times of visitation of being taken in the spirit and taken into heaven. So tell us about that, you know, and uh, this is how, so this time period is around the 19, late 1970s or early 1970s. And uh, basically this is, uh, what, this is what Bob's answer was. Uh, the Lord would come and visit me. He started taking me to heaven. He would say, hey, I wanna come, sh I wanna show you some things. I never have figured this out. So Wesley just asked him, you know, how does this happen? And he says, I have never figured this out. This is from Bob. They'd come when I'd be at bed at night, usually at three o'clock in the morning. He's talking about the encounters. So he's saying the encounters would happen when I'd be at bed at night, usually at three o'clock in the morning. And I would be just as awake as I ever was. But when he, but when he would take me, my body remained my soul, my spirit went with him and he would show me things. So if you look at the, the life of Bob, uh, many times he had many night visions is what uh, he, he called them, technicolor visions and night visions. He even had uh, 10 to 15 angels visit him uh, throughout the uh, average of, during the week and, and just crazy dreams, crazy visions, crazy translations. These are all found in scripture uh, in the life of Ezekiel, the life of Daniel, uh, especially the night visions, Daniel chapter seven. But I'm just encouraged that Bob as a modern day example, the Lord actually taken him. And actually most of the encounter, his heavenly experiences happened during the night. And he said 3 a.m. personally. Uh, so that's during the fourth watch. So that's just something I wanna highlight about the fourth watch and Bob Jones, pretty cool stuff. Uh, I wanna highlight another modern day example, Bill Johnson. Now, Bill Johnson had a radical encounter with the power of God, with the Holy Spirit in October of 1995. Here's just a, uh, a short retelling of that story. Uh, Once in the middle of the night, God came in and answered to my prayer for more of him, yet not in a way I had expected. I went from a dead sleep to being wide awake. Unexplainable power began to pulsate through my body, seemingly just shy of electricity electrocution 
It was though I had been plugged into a wall socket with a thousand volts of electricity flowing through my body. My arms and legs shot out in silent explosions as if something was released through my hands and my feet. The more I tried to stop it, the worse it, it got. I soon discovered that this was a wrestling match. I was not going to win. I, I heard no voice. I did not have any visions. This was simply the most overwhelming experience of my life. It was raw power. It was God. He came in response to a prayer I've been praying for months. God, I must have more of you at any cost. The evening before was glorious. We had meetings. A good friend and prophet, Dick Joyce. The year was 1995. At the end of the meeting, I was praying for a friend who was having difficulty experiencing God's presence. I told him that I felt that God was going to surprise him with an encounter that would come in the middle of the day or even at 3 a.m. When the power fell on me that night, I looked at the clock. It was 3 a.m. exactly. I knew I had been set up. For months, I've been asking the God to give me more of him. I wasn't sure of the correct way to pray. All I knew is I was hungry for God. It was my constant cry day and night. The moment was glorious, but not pleasant. At first, I was embarrassed, even though I was the only one who knew I was in that condition. And he goes on and on. Uh, tears began to soak my pillowcase as I remembered the prayers of the previous months and contrasted them with the scenes that had just passed through my mind. At the forefront, the realization that God wanted to make an exchange, his increased presence for my dignity. All I... All I can say is that you just know. You know his purpose so clearly that every other reality fades into the shadows. And God put his finger on the one thing that matters to him. And he says, just give me more of you, God. I want you in the exchange. The power surges didn't stop. They continued throughout the night with me weeping and praying, more, Lord, more. Please give me more of you. It all stopped at 6.38 a.m., at which time I got out of bed completely refreshed. This experience continued the following two nights beginning moments after getting into bed. So this is the moment when Bill Johnson had his uh, baptism of fire in October 1995. And it, it's interesting that it happened exactly at 3 a.m. This is during the fourth watch. So that's just something, you know, a father of the faith, I wanted to highlight that he had one of his most radical encounters during the fourth watch is Bill Johnson. You can take a look at of his story in hosting the presence and also face to face with God. Uh, I wanted to highlight another modern day example. This is uh, the life of Rick Joyner. It's his uh, radical encounter with Jesus during the night watch. So let me just read some of his story. This is Rick Joyner. Bob Jones called me with the most stunning revelation he had received from me yet. <laughs> this is awesome. He said I would receive a personal visitation from the Lord for a personal commissioning. Then he told me the date that it would happen. When I got back to our cottage at the Lamb's Chapel... I read a scripture that the Lord had given me, Genesis 26. When I came to verses 23 and 24, it says, Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night. The Lord spoke to me and said to prepare myself, because he was coming that night. I did not know what I needed to do to prepare for this, but he spoke again and simply told me to go to bed. I thought there was no way I could go to sleep, knowing that the Lord was coming, but after turning off all the lights and laying down, I went right to sleep. The Lord must have put me to sleep because the next thing I remember, I was waking up, feeling a presence in the house. I then noticed that all the lights were on when I distinctly remembered turning them off before going to bed. I thought my neighbors must have thought that I was still away, so they were using the house for something. This was common at this Christian retreat center. Before I could get out of bed to see what was going on, the Lord walked into my room. 
He was the light that filled the house. I was terrified and I buried my face in the pillow. He came over and put his hands on my shoulders. When he did this, an electrical current started building up in me. Just when I thought I could not take another second without exploding, he lifted his hands. <laughs> Which is awesome. The power receded. He did this several times and then started to walk out. I turned to look at him and he turned back to face me saying, Bob Jones will explain this to you. The next thing I remember is waking up in the morning. When I woke, I instantly, I instantly remembered what had happened. I lay in bed wondering if the visitation had been real or if it had been a dream. If it was a dream, it was more real than any dream I had ever had. As I reached for my clothes, they were draped over the end of a brass bed. A surge of power went through me and electricity arched from my hands to the bedpost. I knew then it had been real. How cool is that? So one of uh, Rick Joyner's most radical encounters, uh, one of the two visitations of Jesus that he had in his life happened during the night watch. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I wanted to also highlight one more modern day encounter. It's Jamie Galloway. Now, if you haven't checked it out, check out his books. Supernatural Revolution. In this book, he talks about the fourth watch. He talks about the the four watches of the night and also his journey in encountering God. So I just wanted to share some of his story. Some years ago, I learned about the power of the night watch, but I wanted something different. I did not want to fill a time slot. I wanted worship and intercession that would bring me into a visitation. I loved to pray in tons of worship God, but I did not know what to do in order to have encounters with him. I wanted desperately to seek his face and feel his presence, but more than anything else, I longed for a visitation. I began waiting on him and watching to see if he would say anything. I needed to hear from him, I needed to hear from him see him and experience him. A simple touch from the Lord was not what I wanted. I wanted something more. I wanted my prayer life to shift not from only what I heard from the Lord, but also what I had encounters with him. I wanted to know prophetically what he was doing in the earth. Not only did I want encounters with him, I was also seeking angelic encounters, open visions, and visitations. So he went to it seven months into waiting and keeping the watch of the Lord. Desperate for a visitation, I fell to my knees with tears streaming down my face. I needed to hear from the Lord. I began to tell him how unfair it was that I was not experiencing anything in my prayer times. I felt like I was sowing but never reaping. Very soberly, I told him that I wanted to quit. I was going to stop praying and keeping the night watch. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Get up in the night and wait on me. I will take you into the spirit realm tonight. And I replied, You got a deal. The alarm went off. Waking me up sometime around 2 a.m., I woke up, splashed cold water on my face, began seeking the face of the God. About an hour or so later, I spoke to the Lord. All right, here I am. You told me you're going to take me in the spirit. I'm, now I'm going to wait on you. We have a deal, Lord. Speak. Your servant is listening. <laughs> For about 45 minutes, I waited and wondered whether the voice I thought earlier was nothing more than the voice of my own desires. Was that the case or was it truly the Holy Spirit? After 45 minutes went by with no results, I told the Lord, God, I am done now. I waited and nothing happened, so I'm going to lay my head back down and just go to sleep. Just as I bought to fall asleep, I felt a power come over me. It came on me suddenly and was like a blanket of electricity. I knew the Holy Spirit was the comforter, but I was amazed to find that he just, he was like a comfort blanketer. While power rested on me, it began shifting my spirit out of my body. 
And he, he says, he goes on to say that he felt like his, uh, the Holy Spirit was uh, being posture in his spirit for an encounter. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw an angelic minister come right next to me. I was so freaked out that I, I thought, surely this is not an angel, but it is even spirit. And the angel began to talk, saying hi. And uh, he goes on and on, uh, just talking about how he experienced many visitations from the Lord during this time. It appears that there is something special about the night seasons. It seems to be a particular time allotted for visitations, dreams, and visions in which a special portion of grace is available so we can all tap into them. I noticed that supernatural activity increases dramatically in the night season. Sometimes it is hard to sleep during certain hours because of the amount of spiritual movement. Take advantage of the night seasons. We own the night and it is time for the people of God to wake up and visit with the Lord. You may say, but I did not know what to do when I wake up. He says, pray in the spirit and watch your dream life go to the next level. Worship and intercede and you will start to see things in the supernatural as the Lord begins to share with you the secrets of his heart. So that's my, uh, I want to leave you with that. Uh, several modern day examples of people that it really radically encountered the Lord uh, during the fourth watch of the night. I leave you with, Jay, with, uh, with Jamie's advice. If the Lord wakes you up and prompts you during this time. Pray in the Spirit. Ask Him, what is He saying? What is He doing? What is He feeling? What does He want to share with you? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and you never know what the Lord may show you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.